This is a Soulfire production. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're doing another live channeling episode. <laughs> These are a lot of fun. So, my friend Teal Cooper is back to be the question asker. And in this episode, I am channeling Archangel Metatron. If you're not familiar with Metatron, first of all, I would say definitely go through the 5D Ascension Activator. It's a free course that's on my website. If you go to christinathechannel.com slash courses, you can find it there. It's totally free. Previous called the 30-Day 5D Ascension Challenge. It will blast you wide open in the best way. (laughs) But I channeled Metatron in that course as well. He has a very, you know, the way he comes through for me is it's a very intense energy. He's just very like neutral. He is the scribe of the Akashic Records, essentially. So he's a scribe of everything. And what was funny, and I, I think he might have said this, but like the frequency is so high <laughs> that there aren't even words to describe some of the concepts that he wanted to describe. And so it was interesting for me because I was seeing certain things and receiving that transmission energetically. And then I could feel as he was like scanning for the words and kind of hit points where he's just like, whatever, I'm just going to use this word to make it make sense to them. It's just really interesting how that happened. But Teal wanted to talk to somebody different. So uh, Metatron was the person who came through and we talked about different timelines and soul contracts and things like that. So Super excited for you to hear this episode. If you have questions you want to send in, topics you want covered, things to ask the guides, be sure to go to christinathechannel.com slash pod slash pod. And that's where you can submit questions and topics for future episodes. Would love to hear from you there. So I think that's pretty much the main background. If you haven't heard my previous live channeling or you're new here, This is where I'm trance channeling. So I usually consciously channel and then I also trance channel sometimes. So we're doing more of that on the podcast. So I'm basically going to allow Metatron to speak through me. So you'll kind of hear me go through that process. And I'll remind you as always with all information channeled or not, (laughs) it's just perspective, take it or leave it. This is one of the reasons why I love to channel different entities, different energies, because I get different perspectives. And the point is not to give your power away. It's just to take it as perspective the same way if you're asking all of your friends about, you know, what do you think about this shirt? They might all tell you something different, but at the end of the day, you know how you feel about the shirt. (laughs) So, you know, take things if it resonates, feel free to leave it. If it doesn't, it's just perspective. So I think that's everything you really need to know going into this. Excited to hear how it lands for you. So enjoy this channeling with me, Teal, and Archangel Metatron. So if you've ever seen me with a suitcase, you know I don't pack light because anywhere I go, I literally fill half my suitcase with boxes of element. I'm not joking. I just got back from Santa Fe as I record this. I was there for a week. It was amazing and literally lived off element. I feel like whenever I travel, it just deepens my appreciation for element electrolytes. So hard to find a clean electrolyte. And this is why I'm obsessed with element. There's no added sugar, artificial ingredients, or coloring. 
and it tastes delicious. It took me a long time to figure out that a lot of the weird symptoms I was dealing with, like headaches and cravings, always being hungry, retaining water in my legs, feeling exhausted and not sleeping well, were all electrolyte imbalances. And if you're on a whole foods-based diet, if you're on a low-carb diet, if you exercise a lot, if you're pretty active, if you do a lot of energy work, if you're doing a lot of vibrational shifting and energy work in that aspect, you gotta pay attention to your electrolytes. There's a reason why intuitives and energy healers drink a ton of water and are living off of electrolytes. I feel like my body doesn't even absorb water unless I have electrolytes in there. And I'm not on a low carb diet anymore. I used to do keto, low carb. I'm I'm on a very high carb diet, but it's whole foods based. And I swear adding an element has totally changed my life. It's also a must for travel, shifting elevation. I keep multiple packs in my purse at all time. I keep them in my car. They're everything. There's a reason why element is chosen by Navy SEALs teams. US Olympics teams, NFL teams, NBA players, and everyday health and wellness junkies. I'm going to be honest, the main reason why I even tried these to begin with was because the co-founder Rob Wolf is somebody that I've always trusted. He's somebody who really got me into paleo and the whole foods-based movement. And I know how deep in the science he is and how picky he is about ingredients and how particular he is in terms of his own performance. And that's why I ended up trying them. Before that, I was really not into electrolytes and I immediately got hooked. If you haven't tried Element yet, you need to get your hands on them. My favorite flavors are the citrus salt, the watermelon, and the raspberry. They're so good, and I also put the chocolate in my coffee every day. It's incredible. So if you wanna try these out, you can get a free sample pack. You just pay shipping, which is about $5 for US orders. If you go to drinkelement.com CTC, and that's spelled D-R-I-N-K, lmnt.com slash ctc that will get you a sample pack that has eight packets two citrus two raspberry two orange and two unflavored just pay shipping and you can try them out risk-free and after you get your sample pack be sure to tag me on social media and let me know what your favorite flavor was we are rolling okay okay so we have all the guides are you ready Talk i think to so metatron metatron let's do this thing okay uh give me a minute (laughs) (laughs) he's laughing at me why is he laughing he's just like (laughs) because last time last time i channeled him i like afterwards i thought i was gonna throw up like (laughs) (laughs) because it was just so intense yeah it was just like so intense i'm like can you just tune it down for a second um i'm nervous now Okay, you're ready. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Metatron. Okay, what are your questions for me today? (laughs) Okay. So I have a lot of different tangents we can go down. So if there's any area where you're wanting to like direct, let me know. But I guess to start, the first thing that comes to my mind that I think a lot of people can relate to is dealing with a type of struggle. So like for me, a physical type of struggle. So for me, that's acne that I've been dealing with. And with that, I feel like I've been asking a lot of guidance for for signs from my guides. And I feel as if I'm getting pulled into multiple directions. And I feel like the signs ultimately left me to feeling like 10 times in the worst direction and 10 times worse than and prior. And this has happened to me previously in other realms too, in categories, whether that be relationships or, but in this case, I'm talking about dealing with acne and struggling with that. Whereas 
other people can be relating it to whichever problem they're dealing with. But I guess I want to know what's the purpose for us to struggle with, with things like this, like acne. And I mean, for me, it's been extremely debilitating and just really hard to deal with. And also I want to know how can we get better assistance from our guides, I guess, to reduce the amount of struggle we endure, or are we just supposed to endure struggle in that sense? Well, part of the issue is your relationship with the word struggle and the concept of struggle. And it is to understand that that is part of what you uh, signed up to experience here in this dimension is this, this experience of contrast, what you perceive to be struggle and you have decided has a negative connotation is part of the process of higher soul evolution through these experiences that teach you how to listen to yourself, that teach you how to relate differently with others, that teach you how to realign with love. And part of the experience is dropping into this dimension and forgetting, forgetting how powerful you are, forgetting all that you already know in other dimensions. And part of this is to add to the collective knowledge in terms of soul evolution for the evolution of your soul in itself. And so part of the issue that I, that I will say is that you've already decided that struggle is inherently bad, but this is part of the process of you learning new things that allows you to expand your consciousness in this reality. Does this make sense? Yeah. So can you give me an example of what the new thing would be that I'm learning from a, the struggle in a sense? Well, you would know this. What have you learned through this process? Well, I mean, I've definitely learned a lot actually yeah i guess you're right i've had recent breakthroughs where it really comes down to self-love and realizing that i think the root of a lot of the physical problems we deal with are teaching us to learn how to love ourselves unconditionally without it you wouldn't be who you are and so the collection of experiences that comes forward in this incarnation is unique for you and will be different than other individuals and their incarnations. And this is all for your individual highest and best. There's a reason why you have unique experiences and lessons that others do not. It is part of your path in this lifetime. And so if you did not have these struggles, who would you be without them? It is pushing you to uncover more of yourself. It is pushing you to uncover the lessons in themselves. And so when there are certain lessons that you are here to learn, there will be physical manifestations that can happen according to different timelines, different opportunities, different contracts that will allow you to open up that specific lesson. And sometimes they are very specific experiences that you have signed up to have. Other times there are a variety of experiences that you could move through that will allow you to learn the lesson in itself. But the main point is that you're here to fully learn the lesson. And so the way that this manifested for you was as you have explained through your skin, but you would never have been pushed to keep looking, to keep digging without that physical experience. Does this make sense? Mm, yes. And part of that was in the other question itself, when you were asking, how do you better work with your guides? And what is underneath this is giving your power away to non-physical entities. And this is part of the issue that many of you humans fall into when you are giving your power away to something just because it is non-physical rather than honoring yourself, rather than honoring your higher self within you, rather than honoring the innate wisdom that is available to you on a soul level and understanding that all outside of you, as you perceive it to be physical, non-physical is all perspective. And so non-physical entities might have a broader higher 
perspective might be able to offer you a different perspective because they are not blocked by what you perceive to be amnesia or hypnosis they have not forgotten and so this is where you can collect valuable information but they are still all offering different perception based on their soul essence depending on the dimension at which you are connecting to them and your ability to fully receive the transmission from them will depend on how open you are vibrationally and where you are blocked and where you are not and so this is why part of the part of the lessons in being able to more clearly as as you ask communicate with your guides is to remove your own blocks to hearing truth remove your own blocks to hearing other perspectives and for many of you, you are blocked in this way and so you only truly hear that which you are energetically emotionally available for and so you're only hearing certain parts rather than the entire transmission and when you tune within and you start to clear out those blocks those biases to your perception and you're truly an open clear vessel now the broader transmission can come through but also in that process you start to understand that it has always been within you it is accessible through your own soul which is in you 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 as a physical expression of your soul in itself and so part of the problem becomes when you are putting so much weight on what is external to you rather than tuning into yourself but also part of this is to understand that when you're tuning into higher guidance because there are many energies that are here to support you in the most loving way many of you believe that they have led you astray or led you to the wrong place but perhaps that was exactly where you were meant to go and because it was where you were meant to go and you perceive it to be wrong or bad even though it was not wrong or bad, that is simply in your perception, you would not have chosen to go there if you were choosing based on your own ego. And so your higher self, your heart, or as you might perceive your spirit guides might guide you down a certain path that is for your larger learning, that is truly for the highest and best of your soul evolution and your personal expansion, but you would not have chosen to go there without that guidance because you are so zoomed in and you do not want to put yourself in uncomfortable situations or in situations that you perceive to be a struggle. But what if that is exactly where you need to go? What if that is exactly the path you need to walk in order for you to open yourself up energetically, vibrationally for everything that you truly desire and for the larger lessons that you are here to learn? Wow. Okay. So two things on that. Um, when you mentioned clearing the vessel and removing the blocks in order to be an energetic match to receive the guidance from our higher selves, how do we do that? There are many ways in which you can do this. And the first place to focus on is within yourself and really bring to the surface all of the places where you're not fully honest with yourself. Honesty is the key to unlocking a clear vessel. It is to be completely honest from a place of the soul. Many of you are only honest from the place of the ego. You are honest with parameters. You're only honest in what you will, you are ready and willing to admit to yourselves. And so it is to break open the parameters of your honesty with yourself and to start to bring to the surface how you are really feeling what you really know what you really desire and start to really tune inwards into where you're holding on to lower frequencies where you're holding on to anger and resentment and sadness and these lower vibrations are the boxes are the the basis of the biases themselves that are the bias in your perception and so if you are already boxed in, in your perception you will only be able to really understand that which fits in that box of your perception, what you're available for. And so as you start to release these lower frequency 
energies within you that, are, that you are holding onto that are coloring your perception and your ability to fully receive, now you will start to be able to open yourself to more and more information and see things from a broader perspective. And with this in tandem, I would invite you to start to really lean into the energy of that, which is new, that which is different. And so those of you who are readily available for shifting your paradigm are readily available to learn new things and to learn things that very much go against perhaps your belief and just remaining completely open in your worldview in understanding new things and learning about new ways of being and new thought processes. This is building the muscle to be fully open to receiving more information that is not already available to you and clearing that vessel because you are clearing out the biases. And so you're building the muscle of being fully open where you're really in the energy of nothing is quite too crazy for you to understand or for you to hear when there is something that would be shocking for you to hear or something where you would automatically push away or resist. You already know that you still have a block within you. It is when you get to the place where you're fully open, clear vessel, there'll be nothing that could come into your awareness that would actually make you feel that shock or make you feel that resistance because you've fully cleared all of the energetic knots that are creating the resistance in itself. And when you're feeling that resistance, that is pointing to something within you that is still stuck. And this is where you want to look to start to clear the vessel vibrationally to receive more information. Wow. Um, okay. So quick question on that too. I mean, this is just kind of like a, a side question that I came to my mind, but do higher selves or guides come through people in our life to tell us signs? Absolutely. As you might perceive it to be source or higher self, whatever, whatever dimension you're really anchoring into here, the, what you will refer to as higher information can come through and does come through many people in your reality. And so it is important to pay attention to when source is being channeled through another around you as you are all vessels for source, you are all extensions of source. And so when you orient yourself from this place as all around you are extensions of source, really feel into that for a moment. That means at any moment, source could pulse through the information you need through that other individual around you. And they might not even realize that is what is happening. This happens quite often. They might not do that with intention because it is simply source that is moving through them as they're an extension of it. Yeah. And I will add, yeah. for those of you who are more blocked in terms of fully listening to your heart, this is a common way that the information will come through in those around you. And so when you are looking for signs or for information and you are resisting looking within yourself or trusting yourself and the information really must come through, it is more likely that it will come through in an external way as your reality really is mirroring to that which your soul is asking for you to understand. And so it is important to look at what is popping up in your reality. And so if you are not tuning inward, if you are not creating space to receive the information, to become aware of the information rather from within you or trusting yourself and the information really needs to come through at that moment, it most likely will come through in people around you. But then you notice where the block becomes do you trust those other people? Are you perceiving what they're saying with your own bias? And so once again, you bump up against where you are biased, where you are blocked, where you only want to hear what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, I guess for the example I was just thinking of was when I was seeking guidance for um, healing myself with my skin, I said, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to find a doctor. I'm going to let it come to me. So I let through my reality 
guidance come through, I guess people would give me advice and I would take their advice and, and go down that path. And then I would go down this path and it would lead me to the next path. And every path that I was led down was from people in my reality, which felt like source coming through to them to give me guidance, but it led me down the worst path possible. But I'm thinking because like you said earlier, I had to get to that path to break me to my breaking point, push me to my breaking point to have the lesson or realize the lesson I was here to learn. Well, the question becomes, why do you perceive it to be the worst path possible? (laughs) When in fact, what many of you perceive to be the worst path possible is actually the fastest path there because it really pushes you to that place where you then have the illumination of what the real lesson was. And so had you not gone down that path that you perceive to be the worst path possible, you could have gone in a very roundabout way and it might've taken actually much longer for you to eventually get to the place where you learn the lesson that you were meant to have that experience to truly learn. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting. That leads me to a question about timeline. So like, let's say I had to learn this lesson in order to attract a partner. And let's say it took me, um, I went the roundabout way and it took me 10 times longer than it did. When it comes to timelines and partners in, I guess, soul contracts, how does that work? Where you, do you meet the same person later? It just, your paths align or because of the free will that we choose, is there a new partner or soul contract that we encounter based on the the path that we choose? This will be dependent on the incarnation. It will be different depending on different incarnations, uh, different experiences. And you are seeing this interplay between all of the timelines that are available to you, as well as your own free will. And so if it is vital, if it is, if it is already written that you must encounter a specific soul, there must be a certain coming together of frequencies to unlock something else within you. And that must occur with that specific soul, with those specific energies coming together. It will occur, but based on your free will and also your openness to seeing that it is right in front of you, that could occur at different times throughout your lifetime. And so many of you might have the experience of when you recognize that there was somebody who was quite vital to your growth process, to your incarnation, there might have been different entry points for them to come in. And many of you might also experience that there were there were other points where you might have crossed paths and you never even realized it because if you are not energetically available to see, because you really only see what you are available to seeing, as we touched on before in terms of inherent biases, that that box in your perception, they might have already come into your reality in a different way, but you simply passed right by them. And so it is based on your free will, your willingness to, to move forward, but also your openness and your your availability to truly see what is happening right there. And so there are different entry points for that to happen. However, there are also contracts where things have to happen at a certain time because there are certain portals of energies. There are certain things contracted in in terms of your age in your incarnation where you will be abruptly hit with that experience of meeting the other vibration. And so it really just depends on the situation. It depends on the incarnation and the individual because you all have different contracts and experiences that you signed up for. So I think we all know my favorite part about my morning routine is preparing all of my beverages. It is truly why I get out of bed in the morning because I am so excited for all of my morning beverages, starting with Organifi green juice. This is 
my go-to every single morning. It gives me a natural boost of energy and it's jam-packed with so many superfoods that I used to take individually and now it's all in one delicious green juice. And I'm super pumped because Organifi just came out with a new flavor. Yes, PSA, new flavor. This new flavor is crisp apple. So if any of you weren't a big fan of the mint before, personally, I love the mint, but if you are more of an apple person, you are going to love this new crisp apple flavor. The new green juice crisp apple is made with organic, wholesome, hand-picked apples, and it tastes like a fresh, juicy slice of apple. It has all of the same benefits as the other green juice flavor. So you get your daily dose of ashwagandha, which is amazing for balancing cortisol. I like to have that every single day. And then moringa, amazing for natural energy, spirulina and chlorella, great for detox, filled with so many superfoods that are designed to hydrate, energize, and support cortisol balance. Like I said, I drink green juice every single morning. It gives me that boost of energy without any extra caffeine. And I get all my superfoods just with one scoop mixed with water. So if you want to get your hands on green juice, the new crisp apple flavor, you're going to want to try this out. Just head to Organifi.com slash CTC and my code CTC will get you 20% off. So that's Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC and use that code CTC for 20% off your order. You really can't go wrong. I own literally every single Organifi product and I, I use all of them genuinely. If you came into my house, I have an entire Organifi cabinet. I'm not joking. But I'm pumped for y'all to try the new crisp apple green juice. So delicious. And when you try it out, be sure to tag me on social media and let me know what you think. Let's say I have a soul contract with someone and let's say that person didn't do what they were supposed to do before meeting me. And they weren't ascended in the way that they were supposed to, let's say. And then we meet. Can the soul contract change? Can it be different than what we um, decided to do before coming here based on the free will of this person's ascension or non-ascension and vice versa? Well, I would invite you not to judge if it worked or not until you have a broader perspective, really until the incarnation is complete. You won't really be able to evaluate whether or not it did what it was supposed to do. Do you understand this? Yes. Where you're already deciding that it did not fulfill that which it was meant to fulfill. You're actually not aware of that. And sometimes the the contracts and the way things end, you in your human form in this reality will judge as that wasn't completed. But what if that was in fact the point of the contract and it actually was complete in, in how it was meant to play out. And within this is also understanding that you are still anchoring into the perception of what is right and what is wrong. And if certain things do not, if certain things do not play out in terms of there was a timeline available for certain experiences to come to fruition or lessons to be learned. And those were not in the way, according to that timeline, just because there was a different timeline that played out does not mean it was wrong. It was simply just choosing a different timeline. And so it was not that really, it was not completed. It was just that a different timeline was activated and this, and this is not right or wrong, but rather just another option. Got it. I guess what I mean by right or wrong is completing the karmic like lesson that we're supposed to come here to learn and in the contract. So depending on the timeline, regardless, the lesson probably is the same in each timeline. Well, when it's looking at 
karmic relationships, this can play out in a number of ways. And so, for example, perhaps for some of you, what does not get fully learned will play out in another incarnation. It will play out in another incarnation and that's where it can be completed. But there are some things where if you are meant to complete the karma in this lifetime and that, that in itself is a contract, then that could also be learned in another relationship or even through perhaps while you were together, it didn't play out. But when you're on your own individually later on, you do finally learn the lesson, so to speak. Oh, so it's like a personal karmic lesson. It can play out in this way. Sometimes there is energy that needs to come full circle in terms of individuals, in terms of individual souls, as I will describe it here just for ease of communication. However, that does not always have to play out while you are in a relationship. Okay. So what, how are we, I guess this leads me to like, how are we able to release a karmic bond when the other person isn't reciprocating of it. I guess it could happen when it's, you're saying you're not in the relationship anymore. Or like, I guess the question is, how are, how are you aware if the karmic bond is being healed or not? I guess you don't know until after you die. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there will be review for you to, to reflect on. But when you are aware, as energies are shifting, as more of you are aware of what's really playing out and the more that you are, really tuned in to your soul knowing, your highest knowing, you can tune inward and really you will know exactly what the lesson was for both of you and what was meant to be completed. And so it is actually up to you to complete that and not dependent on, on the other person. Hmm. And so this is again where you are really giving away your own power and waiting around for other people to do certain things so you can complete the karma. It's a very human and I'll, I'll just at this. It's very human. Well, you didn't finish that for me, so I can't move forward. And that's actually not how you are meant to perceive the situation. If you're fully, fully coming from your highest self and remembering your inherent power where you can clear energies yourself when actually the, the larger lesson here is for you to understand how powerful you are and not to get caught up in pointing the fingers elsewhere and waiting around for other people to complete things for you. Okay. And so what was the lesson that you were meant to learn or what you were meant to receive? And have you fulfilled your side of the contract? And the point is for you to understand what you can control is yourself and your own actions. And are you acting from the highest version of yourself, the highest version of love, fully from love? And there it is that you can complete the energetic cycle. And when you complete that cycle, if there is more for that other person to learn, they can then move on and learn that perhaps in another relationship with another person and do that without you. Got it. So you can, you can heal that on your own based on your own actions, regardless if the other person is healing it with their actions too. Yes, you can. There are different avenues. So there can be avenues where it will happen in relation to that person. And there are avenues where you can actually move beyond that timeline. And this is actually going to be a shift in vibration. Uh, oh, this is related to ascension and basically accessing uh, a different point of your soul where you can clear that energy yourself. And the point is not to wait around for others. In fact, that is where most of you keep yourselves quite stuck and the timelines slow down because you are waiting for everybody else uh, to play their role rather than just deciding to play yours. So how much of our life, 
would you say is like predestined versus free will? Well, there are many timelines available to you and there will be certain, certain very important lessons that you have decided you must learn during the incarnation or things that you signed up to do here. And as there is a, a combination of those, but then really infinite ways in which that can play out because you are making decisions all the time. You are choosing all the time. You are acting on free will all the time. Even in the smallest of choices, these can shift the energies. And so you're really tapping into infinite timelines and ways in which it can play out. And so you're seeing those two overlap. Okay. This is random, but (laughs) curious about love and soulmates. We, I have come to the conclusion we have multiple, correct? Yes, absolutely. There are many souls in which you can have that deep bond with. And there are also individuals that you can feel that deep love for who are not, in fact, as you might perceive, a technical definition of soulmate. So what's a technical definition of a soulmate? Souls that you have direct resonance with, where the vibrations are quite similar. And so if you were to think of it as code, the codes would be very, very similar, not exactly identical, but very similar. So it feels quite the same. Almost think of it as all being the color orange, but different shades of the color orange. And so you'll feel that vibrational resonance as well as much of what you, of what you perceive to be soulmates. And I'll, I will include this in this definition because it's how you feel really where you are feeling that pull is having other incarnations with that energy. And so you feel that familiarity because although your mind has forgotten that experience, and many of you will remember and have that turn on, your soul memory tells you, oh, I have already experienced this with somebody before. And so these are different types of soulmates really, but I will, I will group these together for ease of, of communication. And would you also add that a soulmate you have a soul contract with, or do you not always have a soul contract with them? You do not always have soul contracts with soulmates. Mm. There are many potentials for different soulmates in your lifetimes. And there are, especially at this time, specific souls that are meant to meet and will come together in this incarnation, but you will not necessarily meet every soulmate in this incarnation. But you will meet every soulmate you have a soul contract with. Yes, if you have a soul contract to meet with somebody, that will that will come to fruition one way or the other, whether that be a short period of time, even just a glance, or a passing by, or a long relationship. Because this is based on the soul contract for this incarnation. Okay. But there will be certain incarnations where you do not have relationships with certain soulmates and others where you will. And then the ones that you like marriage, long-term relationships you have, do you say, okay, I'm going to come to reincarnate and these are my, we're going to come here and depending on our free will, there's like options, there's plan A, B, C, D. We're all potential long-term soulmates that we have long-term contracts with. And it, depending on your free will, this is how it plays out. Or it's like you have one or two, I don't know. How does that work? Well, different individual experiences, it will play out differently. For some of you, it is contracted in to have long-term relationships with a specific other energy. And for others, there are other options. So the contract might be perhaps more around the relationship itself rather than who it is with. And so you have 
choice in that aspect is some of you are contracted into multiple relationships, which is why many of the societal constructs around marriage can create so much friction because your soul might be guiding you to move beyond that which has been instituted by society in terms of marriage because there's a larger contract. And so I invite you to peel apart any limiting beliefs or judgments you have around having multiple relationships. Some of you are have are, are really, I will use the term meant to just to meet you where you're at, have less longer term relationships and others are here to have many relationships that you might perceive to be shorter in this incarnation. It just depends on the individual experience, but not for every individual, just because they are in a long-term relationship that is contracted in, that person might not necessarily be a soulmate as I have defined earlier. Because there are also opportunities for you to experience other energies. Okay. Not simply those which you are already familiar with on a soul level. However, as the frequency of the planet is shifting, more of you are going to naturally feel drawn, like being pulled by gravity to those that have a certain type of soul resonance. And so you can think about it, in fact, in certain ways of there are energies that you move toward because you are quite similar, like frequencies attracting. But there are also experiences where you will meet what is almost like the exact opposite. So if you think of your your frequency as a unique code that manifests as a key, or rather I'll say like a zipper. And some of you will find others that are the exact same as that zipper and others will find the other half of that zipper. Mm. Okay. And all relationships offer different lessons and experiences and different types of mirrors and reflections because that which is the same as you mirrors things that are incredibly valuable to you just as much as that which is the opposite of you also mirrors to you in a different way. Wow. And so how does parallel realities play into this? Because you can have multiple timelines in one life or multiple realities like where you're, let's say, I had the option of two relationships, but I chose the one on the right. But in another reality, I could have experienced the one on the left. Yeah. And so it depends on what your definition is of this life. So what is it, what is the definition of a parallel reality then? In in some ways, you could define this incarnation as what are the, the, the collection of realities that I am consistently perceiving as I move throughout this lifetime, what you perceive to be your actual reality. You could also perceive this incarnation as the entire collection of all of the realities, all of the different timelines happening at the same time that are all in possibility. It just depends on your perception of what the incarnation is. Because if you did not experience it as you are right now, was it part of your reality or not? It is also still occurring elsewhere. And so this is just perception. Okay. And elsewhere, you mean on another dimension? Exactly. In an, in another timeline. And so if you are aware of there was one timeline where I had this experience. Perhaps you think about where you went to dinner last night. And there was one timeline where you went to dinner at a pizza place. And there was another timeline where you went to dinner at a sushi place. And if you are remembering right now in your perception of the now that last night you went to the pizza place, then was the timeline where you went to the sushi place part of your reality? And I will say that is up to your perception. Hmm. Wow. 
But then the question becomes, could you have just as easily remembered the timeline that you went to the sushi place? And it is, that. That it is accessing easy. more of that. It's accessing that memory that is really what you are experiencing when you're experiencing much of what you refer to as glitches in the matrix, because you are having different memories. This is what you might refer to as a Mandela effect. And so, for example, if you are only remembering one timeline, one reality at once, and you think it's just one simple track, that's one experience. But what if two hours ago you remembered going to the pizza place last night, and right now you remember going to the sushi place last night? This is remembering more of the realities, accessing more of that information all at once. So are dreams another reality as well? You could perceive it as other realities. You're experiencing other dimensions. You're experiencing the astral realm. And so you are accessing other points of your subconscious, other points of your soul, other areas there. Okay. So let's say you have a very vivid dream and you feel like you sort something out in your dream with someone. That technically did happen just in a different dimension. Absolutely. And so much energy is being cleared and activated right now via dreams just to speed up how quickly things can be moved through. And this is one of the ways in which feelings shift so quickly because things can be playing out in other realities, in other dimensions that are shifting how you're feeling as you perceive it to be on a soul level. And this is where many of you I'll just use the example of, you know, not remembering your dreams might wake up one day and feel completely different about somebody. Well, what happened in other realities that you are not remembering that mm. can trigger the shift. Okay. And so when you clear something in this lifetime, in this reality, you're also healing that in other versions of yourself elsewhere. That makes sense. And this is why many of you have the same phobias, the same fears based on other incarnations and experiences that you have had elsewhere, because this is all the same soul memory. How can we remember more of our soul memory? The more that you clear the illusions first in this incarnation. And so again, the baseline place is returning to truth and honesty within yourself, because if you have already committed to illusions in your own life, how do you think you're going to be able to see the truth of other realities? And so it goes back to clearing the vessel and releasing illusions in this current lifetime and committing to that honesty, to that truth, to clearing the illusions and opening up the vessel. With this is to start to really tune into your soul and to start to listen to your soul in itself and take action in alignment with this and really starting to move through the world from that soul aligned place rather than that of the ego or of the mind. And so if you think of it like a muscle, which I will say isn't perhaps the best analogy here, but just to prove the point, if you are always using your left hand for something and now you want to start using your right hand, the more you start to use your right hand, it becomes the automatic way of of doing things with your right hand instead of your left. And so it is to rebuild that muscle with the soul in itself. And more is going to start to unlock from there alongside when you move through life from a soul aligned place, your soul is guiding you to the easiest, fastest. And I will say easiest because it is fastest. Your perception of easy might not be, it might actually feel like more struggle for you, but it might be the 
easiest because it is the fastest in terms of acquiring more experiences and more knowledge in this incarnation. Your soul is guiding you to this place. And so you'll notice that certain people move through lessons and experiences very, very quickly because they're always operating from their soul and not their ego. They're making choices from their soul. And so they're moving through many, many lessons and many experiences that they were contracted to have and they're meant to move through for their highest soul evolution. They're moving through those quite quickly. And in doing so, you're also naturally aligned with calibrated to different experiences and vibrations via people, places that unlock that soul knowing within you. And so there are certain trigger points that are going to access more memory as you meet certain people. And so this is why you might meet a certain person or you might hear a certain line or hear a certain tune or go to a certain place in the world and immediately have new information about yourself be revealed. And so these are some of the ways that things can start to turn on over time within you. And so those are places that I would invite you to start as well as quite physically clearing the vessel and paying attention to all of the things that are blocking the the third eye that are blocking your ability to tune into your body and listen to its wisdom. So all of the things that are numbing you and that are desensitizing you, these are all things that are blocking you from really hearing uh, your own inner knowing and wisdom quite clearly. And part of this is starting to really learn the language of your soul because many of you think it's going to sound the same as a voice outside of you in this 3D experience yelling something at you quite loud, quite loudly. And really what it is, it's just tuning into a different place and learning to trust that which isn't screaming in your face. And we all have different ways that we hear our soul's guidance, or is it all the same? Well, all of you will have a different language, so to speak, and in a different way in which you will tune into what it is telling you. But you are always being given information through your physical body and through your inner knowing and how that manifests most strongly will be different depending on your incarnation and your natural gifts and what's in alignment uh, with this experience in terms of this incarnation as well. Okay. Well, wow, that was a lot of great information. I feel... Like that answered all the questions I had for today. Like it's a lot of information to take in and process, but I feel like it was very helpful. What I will add is in terms of listening to your soul itself, as you start to lean into what you are naturally good at, as you start to really lean into where your inner knowing is coming through, this is pushing one domino down that then hits the next for more of your mastery to open up. And this is where you will start to turn on many of the gifts and skills you already had as you perceive to be past, which is not really past in other lifetimes. And so if you were incredibly skilled at a certain thing in another reality, in another timeline, the more you move past the illusions, the more you lean into where it wants to grow in this lifetime, you can actually immediately unlock that skill without any previous learning as you might have, as you might experience that in this lifetime. So for example, perhaps you are a very skilled pianist in another reality, another timeline, another incarnation, there can be a trigger point. There can be a, a re, re, reconnection to that part of yourself is the easiest way I can explain it here, where in one moment, you have never played the piano before in this lifetime and all of a sudden it can simply turn on if you are available to this but this allow this is dependent on you being a vibrational match 
in terms of a clear vessel for this to be channeled directly through you and for you to allow your conditioning and your ego to not get in the way because if you've already decided that you have to have learned in this incarnation a certain skill for it to immediately turn on and that it has to have been a process, let's say, for example, you've built a belief that you have to have sat down at the piano and studied for years to be an exceptional pianist. Well, in that belief inherently and where you are blocked vibrationally, you won't immediately turn on that skill. And so I point this out because there are going to be knowings, but also skills and, and mastery that will be turned on in this experience quite effortlessly, instantaneously, if you allow them to move through you. And the way that you access that is simply by following your soul, by following your excitement, by following what you are drawn to on that soul level. And that is going to lead you to the experiences that have the triggers for this knowing to come through you and learning to simply be open and release the judgment for all of your soul to be channeled through this physical vessel. And this is how you can start to unlock more of these skills as well, which is quite exciting, but it requires you to get out of your own way. That resonates very deeply. That makes a lot of sense. I'm glad to hear it. Do you feel complete around this? Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you for all of your wonderful questions. Thank you. And I will invite you and everybody listening to simply allow the information to soak in because in itself, you're going to have realizations. We're already encoding in this information that's going to unlock something within you. And so paying attention to people and experiences that are coming to mind for you during this transmission is going to lead you to the next place to look that will unlock your next access point to more soul memory, I will say. And so I hope that this was helpful for you all. And I am sending you so much love. Thank you. Hi. How do you feel? I feel better than, than last time. You do? Yeah. Um, wow. Has Is it recording still? Yeah. What did you think? Um, I loved it. It was intense. I feel like there was a lot of great information, like pieces of information yeah. in there, like a lot of aha moments, but it was like very um, dense. Like I need to look, look back and listen yeah, and like pick dense. it apart. Like it was great though. What are you it looking at? You just looked like you were staring at something. Oh, I was just looking to the side. Oh. Um, I'm just orienting myself back. <laughs> into the physical. Yeah. There was like so much information coming through. I felt like every sentence, every sentence he said, and I could like feel it. It was like, he was saying a sentence and there was like a 700 page book underneath it. Oh my God. That was like, were you over here? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and I was, I was just, yeah, I was seeing a lot. It's like a lot of visuals while he was um, speaking. Like the one that was interesting to me when he was talking about soulmates, it was like, how do I even describe it? reminded me of something in science class. You know, when you're learning about like DNA and is it the mRNA? Or like, you know how it's like the, or like, is it the transcription? I don't even know. God, I'm not a science person. Clearly. You know how, when you learn about DNA, they show you like, uh, it's like, it's like two puzzles fitting together. Okay. And it's like, there's like the DNA and then this one thing comes on the other side and it connects and that's how it copies it. And then it makes the next copy by like 
connecting again. <laughs> I actually learned a lot from that part. I didn't understand. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I uh, mean, either. It was about the code of yeah. your soul and the frequency. I thought it had to do with the soul contract. Well, isn't that interesting? Because it's like, I was thinking about like he, when he's like, we think about a mirror. I think we think about mirrors. Like I think about a twin flame, for example, it's like, they're your most intense mirror because they're you in another body. But it's like, actually yes and somebody who's like your complete opposite is also going to really be your mirror mm-hmm. very intensely right and so it goes back to the concept of like we all mirror for each other different things i just you realized know? i didn't ask about twin flames that's okay the next one that's okay the next one yeah so but yeah that visual was really i wish i could like draw out what what i was seeing because it interesting. was interesting it was quite clear i really liked how he broke things down it was it, very yeah helpful. and just the thing of like it was interesting because that it was like he was like adjusting his definition of soulmate so that it was easier. And really, it was like, if you're going to get technical, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like there were two different. I wish you would give a name for like it's two different types of soulmates. It's like, OK, I've had experience with, with, his, with you before. So I've had experiences with you before. So I remember this. It's like a soul memory connection versus we're from the same frequency band. Mm. is different so you don't have to have both to be a soulmate it's one or the no. other or it can yeah. be both no because we're gonna have i mean there are gonna be people that come in our reality who aren't technically a soulmate so to speak right it, it all depends on the the definition of soulmate basically something random where he was like you could have a soul contract with someone just make eye contact with mm-hmm. why would you ever have that what's the point because certain vibrations come together just to activate something within us the same way sometimes you have to go to a location and you might not consciously understand why but there's something in the land or the vibration there like the frequency around you that like unlocks the knowing Mm. you know i think about like when i went to tulum for example i was just thinking that for me yeah it's like you just go there and just like turn something on and you don't even have to have a specific experience you're just the land is like opening up it's like a key that's unlocking something else for you and so sometimes we just have to come in contact with the vibration that could be through a person and isn't that funny like who was showing me like it's like imagine you're supposed to meet some guy and there could be one timeline where you guys are both at the same grocery store and you're both like going for the same piece of food and you just like brush hands and look at each other oh sorry and you move on and like that's how it played out but there could be another timeline where that happens and then you become partners. Yeah. See, that's what I don't understand. It's like, if you're meant, wouldn't that be in the contract? Like if you're meant to be partners or not, but you're assuming that all contracts like have all of those different aspects. Like just because you have a contract with somebody doesn't mean it has to be long. It could just be these frequencies meet, mm-hmm. but then a different co- contract could be these people come together for a long period of time. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Two? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? No, I get that. So some contracts, it's not specific as to how long it is. Others, it is. But the timeline is what confuses me. So like if you're to brush hands with him or be mm-hmm. in a relationship, you have a soul contract with the same guy, but it's different timelines that determine the contract? No, it depends on the contract itself oh, and incarnation. Okay. Got it. Like, like I could have a contract with you where it's specifically the contract of we're friends for a long time. Like, or we're friends for two years or something, right? But I could also have a contract with somebody else that's just, we meet. And that could play out via, we meet for literally two seconds or 
we meet and we're we're yeah. friends for a long time got it got so it. it just depends on just depends on the situation mm-hmm. i guess yeah i hope i asked good questions i kind of blocked out <laughs> i mean <laughs> i was i was totally blocked out but it's interesting because it's like let's say i had a huge lesson to learn via a friend or let's say i think about big lessons i've learned through being friends with you by knowing you okay but also if the contract for me is just about learning the lesson and it's not about you in particular there's a whole other experience where i'm learning all of those same big lessons with a different person yeah that's what he said like it doesn't have to do with that person yeah or let's say you you connect but you don't learn it through them you're gonna learn it you're gonna learn them regardless elsewhere which made a lot of sense yeah so whoa that was great. You said a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I need to listen back. I want to listen back too. Thanks, Metatron. Thank you. <laughs> you rock. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media and tag me, tag Teal, so that we can see that you're enjoying this. And, you know, we love to hear that feedback and you guys loved the last live channeling. So we definitely want to keep doing these if they are resonating with you. and. I like to just, you know, get different perspective, knowing that as different guides come through, something different will be shared, which is really cool. So definitely let us know how this lands. If you're enjoying these, remember it's all just perspective. So, you know, take it or leave it. Just interesting way of of viewing things. Doesn't have to be your truth, just a perspective. And if you do have other topics or questions that you want to send in, be sure to go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and you can submit those there. That's going to be it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day, and I will chat with you again next time.